The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with Paul Michael Bowen, who you're like better than you like me. G'day, Paul. How you doing? Ah, uh, well, you know, uh, just wondering when the hammer's going to come down on me. So, you know, there we go. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood is having, I mean, God, there is a shit storm brewing. Well, he said it was a sticky place. He just had no idea how sticky it was. Or what it was sticky with. The, uh... <laughs> I'm I'm really kind of I'm I'm not surprised I'm surprised that Hollywood is responding the way it is and no, I'm going to sound we're, like we're, a real I'm going to sound like a real dick but mm. this is really fucking disingenuous we all knew it was going on why yeah. is everyone acting surprised the, I, I'm acting surprised because something's finally happening that you know? surprised me that does yeah. surprise me um, there's actually a march. I'm going to be at it. It's going to be uh, this hol- uh, this Sunday from 10 to 3 in Hollywood at Hollywood and Highland. And it's the Me Too. And mm-hmm. it's, it's for people who have been through it, um, not just in entertainment, but period. And people, you know, that are supporting it. And my sign, literally, I was like, okay, I'll go. I'll carry a sign. Mine, too, mine says me too, again and again and again and again and again. That's the rest of the sign. Because uh. I've worked in entertainment since I was like 17. Um, it's just, and Alexis is, I work in entertainment. No, duh. Hashtag me too. Like, it, it's unbelievable. We should probably change those signs because <laughs> it's almost insulting to the cause. But how do you how do you say this is now an epidemic when you have you know I, I get it it's seeping into politics we just had the gent I think from Arkansas who mm-hmm. you know was hit yeah. up a fourteen year old and a sixteen year old and you know it just okay he's a perv right. cool yeah um, fourteen year old problematic I did find out that the legal age of consent in that state is sixteen still and creepy but not illegal and creepy that's fine. Creepy is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, illegal is a problem. You know, yeah. I'm. I'm. So all I'm, the women I know, creepy is fine. Okay. <laughs> For the, well, I'm. I'm a big believer in do what makes you. You do you. Whatever makes you happy, you do it. I have friends in porn. I have friends in regular film. I don't really have very many. I think I have two friends outside of entertainment. Uh, one of them owns True Rest Float Spas in Sedona, and. Um, Okay, maybe I have one. But like, I'm like, and the other is... Uh, yeah, uh, I, okay, I have okay, one I friend that's, that's, not, yeah. Yeah, that's not in entertainment. But uh, it, it's, it's, it's shocking to me that, that this is going on. You know, my crusade was the, uh, I want, you know, actors in porn movies to get the SAG applicable. 
um, to be able to get into SAG-AFTRA. And I'm like, oh, this is an even bigger deal. Then I'm talking to girlfriends of mine who are in the porn industry, and it is so much worse in that side of entertainment than it is in standard Hollywood. It can be, yeah. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, really? She's like... I, I want you to take five minutes and think about it. You're asking me if sexual assault and sexual harassment is worse in, uh, you know, in porn than it is in, uh, you know, standard Hollywood film. And I sat there for a minute. And I'm like, you're right. I'm an asshole. Like, of, of course it's going to be worse. What the hell was I thinking? Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I, I've only heard of a couple of things. Uh, I mean, I know about the James Dean thing. You know, I, I, yeah. I've worked with him. Uh, I like him. He's, He's a nice guy. Guy. Yeah. Uh, one of his accusers is a, kind of a well-known psychopath. So yeah. there's there's that. I'm I'm worried about maybe like a dog piling on or anything because i mean hearing yeah. uh you know people say oh this this uh 70 year old man hit on me what would he think that you know it's like well okay first of all you can't blame the guy for trying and that's he- that's what scares me is what happened with george hw mm-hmm. he got senile and right, right, ha- right. like that yeah. is a completely different thing mm-hmm. so i right. think and and i put more blame on barbara for not whacking his and i'm not and i put more fr- more blame on barbara bush for not whacking him in the nose with the newspaper like leave the in the middle of in the middle of that joke that he sells because it's like but okay it, there's a wind it's up really for it. really yeah. really hard when to to draw those lines and i think that we need to start drawing them and we need to draw them very quickly because what happens when you dogpile is people find the excuse to say it's just nonsense it's just all bullshit right and brush it all off where if we draw some clean lines here you can't do that yeah i i think like the general rule is like uh, you know uh, anybody can hit on anybody once and when it starts to get past that, then things start getting weird. And no touching of anything, but maybe like say public areas, like your shoulders or something, or back of the, you know, tap on the back of the head or something like that. But yeah, no, I mean, I got groped on a doing a job once by an actor, you know, but I thought it was funny. Now, I'm not trying to deflate anything that anybody has gone through. I'm just saying that's my personal experience. I thought it was funny. I don't even want to mention the dude's name. But that's it. I've had, I've had, you name it, I've had it grabbed. But the worst experiences you hear about are from, like, the Corys. And Barbara Walters slammed Corey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was a it. year that was a year. That was a couple of years ago, right? Yep. And now this is all coming out. And I do think she owes him an apology. And I love Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. But she came from a time when things were a hell of a lot rougher, um, when she was a correspondent in her early 20s. Yeah, she was a trailblazer. They, she was one of the first women in news. She know? was, and she's a badass. But I think she was the first her. female anchor, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm she not mistaken. Was. She was. And for the record, I absolutely love The View. So, you know. But, so. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg's a national treasure. So, there's that. I've never met anyone that doesn't like Whoopi. She's, she's, <laughs> she's, she's really cool people. But Barbara Walters was asked to get into a bikini because they needed a picture of a girl in a bikini. She, she's an anchor at a national show, and they still, mm. she was still marginalized. So, in her case, 
she dealt with a great deal of sexism. Right. I know my friend Dev Ross was the first staff writer, first female staff writer. She was over at Disney. She wrote Land Before Time, Darkwing Duck. Yes, that is literally how recent it was until somebody got a female staff writer on, which is fucking shocking. Mm-hmm. Um And she used to have guys crawl under her desk, stick their head between her legs. And she didn't, she she just went with it. She was like, you know what? While you're down there, hand me my pen. (laughs) Like she, you know, she she was an incredibly talented woman, but she Mm -hmm. put up with a lot of shit. The first female producer was Betty White. And if you hear some of her stories, it'll turn, it it, it would, it would make your skin crawl. And that was the life of Elizabeth. I, okay, yeah. Sorry, Betty. All right. <laughs> but you don't want to know what she's gone through. And I look at, you know, kind of what the girls are going through today, and I'm not I'm not excusing it in any way, so please don't think I am. No. But we need some clear lines because Harvey Weinstein, friggin' um, Bill Cosby, Roman right, you, you, you want to run down the list here? Yeah, yeah the, the, guy, the, guy, like, the yeah. guy who wrote Game Change, uh, James Tolback, yeah. uh, Louis C.K. now. Uh, I'm not surprised. Wait, you're gonna, wait for it. You're going to get Jeff Dunham, too. Um, and that the one puppet, is, The puppet guy? Wait for it. It's coming. I know a couple of girls he did it, too. I had, like I said, I had well, an A-list. He's used to having his hands up things, things but. So maybe <laughs> that's just it. I'm just, okay. That's just what he thinks. For, for those of you who don't know, he's a ventriloquist, okay? That's that's the reason I made that crack. So trying to keep but, it light here. Well, you have to. What else can you do? Like, I got, I got, you know, I was assaulted by an A-lister and a couple of B-listers and a bunch of executives, but... I'm kind of a bitch. So if if you yeah, Alexa's yelling in the background kinda. So yeah, I, I was the one that would stand there. I had a guy grab my breast and I just stood there and stared at him. Yeah, didn't like, move, didn't What breathe, do you think you're doing? What do you possibly think that this could possibly be be good? Yeah. And yeah. literally let go and backed up. And I don't have boobs. Like I'm I'm all ass. So I don't know why he grabbed there, but whatever. Um Dev had one guy grab her breast, so she grabbed his chest hair and started twisting until he let go of her breast. Mm. That was a calculated effort, I would assume. Maybe he, thankfully, he didn't like that. No, he he did not. I would have twisted something else, though. Um, so you you hear about these stories, but in reality. When you hear about them happening, I'm still really fucking pissed at Gwyneth Paltrow. And, and when you yeah. have the power to stop it, you fucking stop it. I had a guy go after Alexis. Mm-hmm. I wrecked his business. Like, I absolutely sent him down in flames. The If you have the power to stop it in any capacity, you should do something. I'm really glad she was dating Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt stood up for her. Right. She yeah. should have stood up for the people that came after her. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she didn't come from celebrities. Right. She was True. from celebrity stock. She I, think done we, we, I think we talked about it on here. And I know I talked about it on my podcast, uh, the militant moderate. Uh, uh, where can they find the militant moderate? Militant moderate uh, podcast at youtube.com. Uh, we are also on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, SoundCloud. Cloud. But I went over that and said that, look, I understand why a 1999 Gwyneth Paltrow wouldn't say anything. 
but a 2004 Gwyneth Paltrow, then where she had power, where she was, where she was an, she was an A-lister. I don't, you know, why she didn't do anything. I don't know. Because she's an asshole. Because any actress that has that power and doesn't do anything Mm -hmm. is an asshole. You know, know, I, I've, I've, I've said it on this show and I keep saying it. If anyone's done that to you in entertainment, yeah. call me. I will fucking deal with it. Yeah. I mean, but, I, th- I do understand how people didn't know like the, the extent of what Harvey was doing. Cause some of the stories that some of the stories are basically, you know, him just poorly and aggressively hitting on people, which is bad. Which he is bad. poorly and aggressively but, 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 hit on me. Like he didn't do anything bad to me. If you remember, yeah. I stuck up for him cause yeah. I thought he was just creepy. Because he hit on me, and he was creepy. He right. wasn't rapey. He was just creepy. Right, but now we're finding out how rapey he was. And there's the line. There we go. <laughs> there's All the right. line. When you make a pass at me and you creep me out, I'm going to tell you no. Yeah. But he and backed off. I don't get what the thing is about these power, about powerful men wanting to you know, unclog the snorkel in front of women. I really don't get it. You know? I, uh-huh. I don't. That's what Louis C.K. has been accused of. That's yeah, what they're, Fullback's they're, they're accused of. That's what Feinstein's accused of. That's what Brett Rattler's been accused of. I think it's, yeah. it, it's, it is a power thing. I have a friend of mine in the police department, yeah. and I'm friends with some counselors, and I asked a therapist. I've heard that. I can't relate to it because I've always been more of a, I, as far as any of the relationships I had, I've always wanted them, them to be on equal footing. You know, I don't want them to necessarily absolutely need me all the time and vice versa. Work in entertainment. If someone absolutely needed you all the time, you'd be fucked. You'd never work. Mm, yeah, there's that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you cannot be codependent and exist in entertainment. But yeah, now, <laughs> now, did you did you read Louis C.K.'s uh, apology letter? Oh. Okay, so uh, there's this when on my podcast I refer to myself as a gentleman pervert. Fair enough. Okay, so uh, basically what that means is that you're never going to catch me smelling your hair. But under the right circumstances, I might ask. And that's fair. If right. you ask, there is nothing you can't ask for. Except fair is fair. in the Louis case, which he actually acknowledges. Uh, he basically asked five different women, uh, could you watch me, you know, uh, jerk off and clog the snorkel, flog the dolphin, you know, those kind of things. I don't know. I've, I've uh, had guys ask me that. My response is no. I've had right. guys ask me, even from this show, people that have listened in have asked me to mail them my panties. Yeah, I've, no. okay, the, yeah. No, I, I've actually had one request no. to have my underwear ma- to for my underwear. That was, yeah, that was a weird one. And no, I didn't send it. Uh, but he mentions that because he was in a position of power over these women that he asked, that does that, make a difference. That makes a huge difference. But it also depends on who's on the receiving end. Like, I've dealt with some of the most powerful guys in Hollywood. I've been hit on. Like mm-hmm. I said, Weinstein came on to me. Mm-hmm. But I defended him that first show when this first came out yeah. because I said he may be, he may be creep, like kind of a creep, mm-hmm. but he's not a bad guy. Right. Boy, was I wrong. Like, yeah. total retraction. We but heard I'm, stories, but man. you know, the whole, like that. Yeah. Dude. Dude. No, I don't know who was covering that up, but fuck you guys. 
We are going to break. When we come mm. back, we are going to be talking about something far more pleasant um, mm. with the fantastic Dr. Promise. Russ. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It depends on the questions this week because Dr. Russ wasn't happy with the pregnancy question. I, <laughs> I got a write-in from that pregnancy person. I'll, I'll tell you later. She did tell her boyfriend and she said thank you to Dr. Russ. When we come back, we are going to be on with the amazing Dr. Russ. And, of course, today, later, we are going to be on with Miss Jane Velez Mitchell from Jane Unchained. She is absolutely an incredible incredible person, a hardcore feminist, and you can listen to her and Paul fight um, because Paul is a militant moderate. And let's face it, uh, Jane kind of sits where I am and I'm left of Lenin. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We live in perilous times on a beautiful yet fragile planet. As a species, we are not doomed to self-destruct. We can live in peace and in love for one another. We can save this, our only home. We must mature. Open your mind. Soften your heart. Listen for the fate of humanity. Crucial conversations for our survival. With host Lauren N. Nile. Tune in. The Fate of Humanity airs Wednesdays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we have a whole bunch of sponsors that I have to go through, and we have some badass lipstick that we gave away last week. We're going to be giving away this week as well as some ATV rides. And of course, the thing that people write in for most, a copy of Dr. Ross's book to his favorite question of the week. And with that, I'd like to welcome to the show, Dr. Ross. Hi, Summer. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. Um, I know it's it's always interesting, depending on what's coming out of my mouth or Paul's mouth. Mm. Um, I'll tell you privately what he said during the break. <laughs> but, 
But um, we have some great write-ins, and we actually have four questions because the fourth question, that last-minute write-in question, happened because some idiot celebrity, I'm not going to say who, Gwyneth Paltrow, um, came out <coughs> in, in defense of this. So that's our first question this week because we got about 100 write-ins for this in a very short period of time, Dr. Russ. Thanks a lot, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Ruh-roh. So we're going to jump straight into the questions, if that's okay with you. Let's go. Okay. Are colonics and high colonics good for you? Uh, Brantley in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, not, they're no good, not, no good whatsoever. Uh, there's no proven benefit uh, as far as the detoxification uh, using that route. Uh, there are medications sometimes that uh, are used when the oral route is uh, either proscribed or uh, uh, not not preferable. Uh, colonics can cause problems as well. Electrolyte imbalances for people who are dehydrated or have kidney problems. You can have perforations, toxicities especially if you're using uh, different sorts of enemas, coffee enemas, uh, have been implicated in deaths. It's just not a good idea. So when these questions came in, people were asking about coffee enemas, crushed strawberries, high colonics, low colonics. Crushed strawberries? I don't know. Don't listen to goop. Just because Gwyneth Paltrow does it, don't do it. Listen to Dr. Russ. He has a medical degree. Gwyneth Paltrow's a kook. That, yeah, I'm sorry, Dr. Russ, I had to add that question. Isn't she the woman who wants people to put like a jade egg inside their... Their vagina, yeah. I yeah, had there you questions go. on that too, but the colonic one scared me because we got a whole flood of them right after her last article. If a doctor so, says you need one, it's for a medical condition, that's it. Listen to Dr. Russ. I agree with Dr. Ross here. So Unless it's like an impacted stool or something like that. So. If you're Dr. getting a colonoscopy... Uh, Sometimes, uh, if you can't drink the preparation of a, uh, a cleanse, so to speak, it might be indicated, but certainly uh, there's no purpose to it. Yeah, I had one. They had me on that sodium citrate thing. That'll clean uh, out. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll clean out the Alaska pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to throw that in. I know it was last minute, and thank you for answering that, Dr. Ross, but every time she puts out something, we get a flood of weird questions. Um, our next question, I go to bed early, but I'm always too exhausted to work out. What should I do? Jazz in Watertown, Massachusetts. Well, Jazz, loss of energy is a rather nonspecific symptom. Uh, in other words, it can't be easily tied to one particular problem. I'd say often uh, younger women become anemic due to uh, heavy menstrual flow. That, that can uh, cause loss of energy. Depression is another common cause of fatigue. Uh, I think a history, physical exam, uh, ancillary testing, uh, uh, a complete blood count, thyroid function, uh, EKG, we'll get to the bottom of it. So see your primary uh, care doctor, Jazz, uh, for an exact uh, answer to your question. Good answer. Our next question is from 
Annalie in Anchorage, Alaska. I didn't know we had listeners in Alaska. Hi, Alaska. I really want to go visit you. Do cleansers actually serve a purpose and do you recommend them? Well, cleanses, uh, meaning colonics, high colonics, uh, uh, do not serve a purpose. And it's the same answer that we gave earlier. Uh, There's no proven benefit um, of cleanses. Okay, I like that. So that goes with, just stop listening to Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, On this last one, I haven't, most of the questions we ask, we have written in a lot of times and I choose one and I shorten it down. I've only had one person write this in. This wasn't a multiple question thing, but she's written in a lot of times and I'm really concerned for her. Her question was, I hear you can use a tapeworm to lose weight. Is this true? And if so, do you know of any reliable sources? Christina in Lancaster, California. It is, but dear God. Yeah, hence I wanted to talk to Dr. Ross about this mm-hmm. one. Yep. Well, it's undeniable that people re- will resort to extreme measures uh, in desperate attempts to shed extra pounds. Uh, but ingesting tapeworms in order to lose weight is not only a radical fad method, but it's also extremely dangerous. Thankfully, the use of tapeworms as a diet aid is illegal in the United States and and for good reason. Uh, Tapeworm infestations uh, are known to lead to formation of cysts in the liver, the eyes, brain, spinal cord, uh, with potentially lethal consequences. Uh, Intestinal blockages, malnutrition, and She's asking where to get that, uh, the eggs for the tapeworm. And uh, mm-hmm. e- even though it is not possible uh, in this country, it is being offered in some places like Mexico. Uh, you go to the treatment location, you're given beef tapeworm cysts uh, that have been looked at microscopically. Uh, but... Uh, it's very important to do this because cows can host what are called pig tapeworms uh, as opposed to beef tapeworms, uh, which are very dangerous. Uh, the tapeworm interferes with your digestion and absorption of nutrients, which means that you can consume more calories and still lose weight. However, the parasite also competes for vitamins and other important nutrients which may result in nutritional deficiency. According to some scientists, tapeworm infestation can result in loss of one or two pounds per week. Once the target weight is reached, a deworming agent is given, which kills the tapeworm so it can be expelled. Uh, I guess the treatment costs about $1,500 in Mexico. Uh, you will lose weight. Um, you might and, die. But but the cons are it's extremely dangerous. Yeah, um, I, could lose, I could lose 75 pounds over the weekend, but I'd have to lose a leg. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. And weight gain, once the tapeworm is expelled, um, and so they call it, uh, I ran across... Uh, 
a, a reference to it as uh, uh, an early version of Zenical because it was available around uh, in the 1900s as a nu nutrient absorption product. So, uh, but it, it's not a good idea. Um, and uh, unfortunately, this fat is still around, but um, uh, it's it's just a terrible idea. It's absolutely it's, it's, one of the worst ways to try to lose weight, and it, it shouldn't it be attempted. Like it sounds like it could kill you. No wonder it's Ill illegal in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, we can thank the FDA for that, certainly. Yeah, it's one of those things that we really had to make that illegal. I mean, but, I mean, because how many, I, people I are, how many people are doing it? That's what I'm talking about. Well, the fact know? that we had someone write in to do it means yeah. people are doing it. Um, Dr. Agreed. Russ, what was your favorite question for this week? Well... Let's be serious about this uh, for a second. I mean, the tapeworm is kind of fun to talk about, but uh, and cleanses are uh, kind of out there. I think the first question about uh, being exhausted—that's um, th that's a good question. So, okay, I, um, I opt for the first question. Okay, so Jazz in Watertown, Massachusetts, we are going to send you, courtesy of Dr. Ross, a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. Um, seriously, Christina in Lancaster, do not do that. That is really stupid. Um, if, if you need help, call in. I'll, I'll help you find a psychiatrist or something, but don't do that. Um, well, if you want a copy of no, the Palm try Springs jogging. Diet. Jesus. If you want your own copy of the Palm Springs Diet, you can go to authorhouse.com. You can go to kennethrussmd.com. You can go to amazon.com. Just type in the Palm Springs Diet. It is everywhere now. And we've got some other accoutrements. The new Palm Springs Diet, new Palm Springs Diet is coming out, um, which is very, very alkalized, suppresses the appetite, really natural, really healthy. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for being on. You're welcome, Summer. Nice talking to you both. It was good talk to you, talking to you. Guys, when we come back, we are going to be on with Jane Velez Mitchell. I'm Summer Helene. Thank you again to Dr. Kenneth Russ and, of course, my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin. We are going to be back in just a few minutes. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Taramino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Would you like to be the change you see needed in the world? Are you ready to make a difference? If so, tune in to Voice for Truth with host Sharon Wyckoff. Every show will be filled with inspiring content to support you in recognizing your greatness. Guests will share their expertise. Young people will tell how they are making a difference. You too can be a voice for truth. Listen live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we have on a humanitarian, an animal lover, a feminist, and somebody I really admire, the amazing Jane Velez Mitchell, host of Jane Unchained. Um, and there are so many nice things I can say about you, but let's start with welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's so great to be here. And, you know, I was listening to your previous guest who uh, did a great job. The one thing I would add is if you want to lose weight, switch to a plant-based diet. I mean, it's cholesterol-free. It's not even a diet. It's a lifestyle. It's compassion and it's kindness, and it pays off in spades because it's much lower in fat, zero cholesterol. You're not torturing animals. You're not contributing to climate change. You're not contributing to human world, world hunger, and you're making yourself more fit. Uh, you'll reduce your chance of heart disease, your chance of cancer, and you'll lose weight. I Just yesterday, two days ago, I, I talked to a mother-daughter team who lost a combined 182 pounds, switching to vegetables, fruits, nuts, and grains. Well, I got to tell you that that is true. I've seen a lot of people lose weight that way, and it's a very, very healthy way. Um, I don't eat meat mostly because I can't. I, I, I really can't stand it. Um, and I started watching your cooking segments. I follow. I jump on your Twitter, and you put up cooking segments. And I'm always in trouble because I don't have enough iron, and I'm always going to Doctor Russ, which is my personal doctor. He's the doctor that was on the show. Um, because I'm always iron deficient. I followed a couple of your recipes. And it fixed the problem. So I will say, um, one of the people I work with is called LipSense. It's kiss-proof, waterproof, smudge-proof, no wax, no lead, and it's vegan-friendly. Um, if you guys can tell me what your favorite recipe is uh, of, of Jane Velez Mitchell's, go go to her Twitter. You'll find a whole bunch of wonderful recipes on there. Write in, tell me what your favorite recipes are, and I will give you. I'll send you courtesy of Lips uh, Lip, LA's Lip Squad. Uh, one of these lipsticks, and I'm telling you, it stays on. I've worn them on carpets to events and everything else, and it'll stay on 24 hours without coming off. You actually have to use the remover to get it off. It's great stuff. What about if you make um, out? It doesn't come off. Like, not not at all. Like, it doesn't. I've I've heard. I've, is I've this heard the that. one that is this the particular lipstick that we got from a particular convention? Yeah, was, we I met them at um, the LA porn convention. Right. Um, so there's a certain activity that this is supposed to be uh, uh, basically yes, they don't yeah. want to advertise that 
<laughs> they like advertising well, that they're vegan. They don't really like the association with the other films that they used in. Well, this is a very important issue for me because I'm a lipstick lesbian, and I want to make sure my lipstick is fabulous, cruelty-free, and vegan. And you can also, you know, check out Facebook. I have, um, we're growing so fast on Facebook, we're up to almost 600,000 followers, and we add about 15,000 a week. So Jane Velez Mitchell, Facebook, check it out. We have all the recipes. Today I did, because it's Veterans Day, I did a veteran who served three tours of duty in Iraq, and he is a vegan vet, and he's a hero, and he eats plant-based. And, uh, you know, it was just great. This is it's exploding across the world. Um, Israel, Berlin, uh, Madrid, Barcelona, Brazil, everywhere. People, the light bulb's going on and people are realizing, wait a second, we don't have to kill to eat. It's not good for us. It's not good for the planet. Let's do something different. Let's have some fun. Remember, summer, there's tens of thousands of vegetables and fruits. There's only about six or seven animals that we eat. The variety is actually in the plant-based diet. It's it's true, and I will say, I'm going to send you some of this lipstick as well, because it is vegan, it is fabulous, mm. um, and they are, I mean, really, really great people. A lot of the proceeds go to help. Part of what they were at the, the uh, porn convention for, now I'm back on them being in porn, um, was because they, <laughs> like me, believe that the actresses in these films should be in SAG because it protects them, and even with these campaigns like Me Too, women in that industry are far more victimized even the women in mainstream Hollywood. Um, And you've used your celebrity to help people, to help animals. You're one of the loudest voices right now um, in, in that, in that arena. And, you know, you have an amazing following. You've been everywhere. You're a, a wonderful, I've seen you as a reporter. I've seen you all over the place and you really, really, really touch people on, on a very human level. Well, our basic philosophy, Summer, is that we have to expand our circle of compassion beyond the bounds of our identity. Because if we only are compassionate for our tribe, for those who look like us, who are are like us, then are we really better than anyone else? Are we better than the person who suddenly is for gun control because they or a loved one have been shot, but up until that point, they didn't care? Are we any better than somebody who says, oh, I'm going to fight heart disease because... My relative got a heart attack. So I think that what, what the commonality is, and I love to say this, we're all earthlings, all of us, men, women, gay, straight, child, adult, every race, creed, and color, and I expand it to all sentient beings, all animals, because we are all animals, and we have far more in common with uh, each other and other species than we have separating us. So I say human rights is animal rights. I say women's rights is animal rights. And some people get offended. We have demonized animals so much that uh, if you say that women rights, women's rights are animal rights, uh, people will look at you funny like, how dare you? Well, why? What, what crime have these innocent creatures committed uh, other than being born into a world that has absolutely zero respect for them and that suffers from a really bad case of righteous indignation and uh, selective indignation. I mean, if you did to uh, a dog what, what they're doing to billions of cows and pigs and chickens, you'd be charged with animal cruelty, you'd be thrown in jail, you'd be demonized. But the very people who would be outraged are doing the same thing to all these animals. I was at the Women's March in Washington, D.C., and I was also there for the Trump 
uh, inauguration, which was sparse. That's why I laughed when they started showing these pictures and claiming that it was the biggest uh, inauguration. Oh, it was it was so uh, empty that we were like, what's wrong? There's nobody here. But the Women's March was the biggest march I've ever seen, and I'm old enough to have seen the anti-war marches. But, what, you know, what was sad was that it... And I thought it was brilliant and it was fabulous, but I was there actually with a group of animal rights activists, women animal rights activists, saying, hey, you know, when one of us is oppressed, all of us is oppressed. This is an opportunity for us to expand our circle of compassion to include everyone with a central nervous system that has a heartbeat, that feels loneliness and terror. And as women, there's no way you can be a true feminist and be for factory farming because guess what? Every single animal in those factory farms, they are all raped. In fact, the industry term is rape rack. They're not making love back there. They're raped. And then after they give birth to their babies, the babies are abducted from them. So uh, as feminists, I urge you to open your eyes and think, wow, if I'm against rape, then I have to be against factory farming. And I should really practice my, my values in every decision I make. And we love to say peace begins on your plate. I like that. I think one of the uh, the best documentaries that reached out to people was a documentary called Blackfish. It was very, very popular. And one of the most heart-wrenching moments in that was when they talked about taking um, the baby whale away from its mother. And it taught science something about um, long-range sonar because they'd never heard animals, uh, whales specifically, they'd never heard whales make these long-range sonar sounds. And when they did, yeah. it was seeking this, seeking its its child, and they sent the whale away because it disrupted the show. So I think it's more than just um, what you eat. I think it's circuses. I think it's when I, I love that um, SeaWorld is is giving up grabbing the whales, but that was because of that documentary. And a lot of people don't use their celebrity to try and do something positive with it. Um, I know a lot of people in the entertainment industry are going to the Me Too March on Sunday. They're doing Mm -hmm. the Me Too in uh, Hollywood at Hollywood and Highland um, for victims of sexual assault. And I think, and, and supporters, and I think that people don't often use their celebrity to reach out for what they believe in. And whether people agree or disagree with, uh, with something, I think the compassion and the veracity and the kindness that you reach out with towards all creatures, great and small, which is an Australian television show and I just sounded cliche, but I think it's <laughs> wonderful. Um, I, think, I think it's really, really wonderful. And I think that you've taken your celebrity and you've moved it into a direction that you are really passionate about. And not a lot of people do that. Um, well, let me, let me say this about the Me Too March. And I, I've been listening to all of this coverage and reading about all this coverage of one sexual um, horror show after the next. It seems like my phone keeps going off because yeah. another celebrity star politician gets accused. And this is so healthy and powerful. This has been happening since the dawn of time. Oh, yeah. And at first, you know, it didn't even count. You know, women were property. And then uh, women got the right to vote. And, uh, and we've been trying to break the glass ceilings in politics and entertainment and business. But uh, what happened with Donald Trump, I believe, is the St. Vitus dance, the death throes of an old order. And 
you know, they say when people often are about to die, and this is true with animals as well, they become animated and they wake up and they become very active for a very short period of time and then they die. It's the St. Vitus dance. And I think that's the St. Vitus dance is what's occurring with the Trump administration mindset, this Roy Moore, this politician who's been accused of uh, molesting a 14-year-old girl, and now you have his defender saying, well, uh, you know, Mary was, was yeah, uh, yeah. Do you believe it? Yeah, and when you hear this insanity, when you hear people who are conservative Republicans uh-huh. who are um, supposedly, and I've, you know, my dad was a conservative Republican, he was a Goldwater Republican, so I know conservative Republicans, uh, pretty well, but they, they, you know, used to stand for something, and now you have conservative Republicans so politicized that they are defending an accused child molester and citing the Bible to do it. I think we, there, we're in this St. Vitus dance crazy last row of an old a, order. There is a difference between a conservative and a racist, a conservative and somebody who is willing to defend a child molester. I have a lot of friends that are Republicans. Um, I have a lot of friends that are libertarians. I, I said earlier, I personally am left of Lenin, but I, I have friends from all sides. I know Paul, um, my co-host, is a huge proponent of the NRA, um, and he's a moderate conservative. But I've never heard him defend sexual assault. I've never heard anyone I know who had died, and even my friends that are hardcore conservatives, died in the wool conservatives, are really freaking out about what's happening to the party. Because to well, them, it's, it's this part was of the, the party tribalism of again. If I could go back to what we were talking about, in fact, that the, the basic problem is not having compassion for anything beyond the bounds of your identity. We've entered a very tribalistic period. And so everybody is aligning with their tribe, and it's becoming sort of this um, sort of new feudalism. And uh, that's really, really unhealthy. And it's, it's something that I hope will change. And you know what's going to change it? Climate change. Because it doesn't matter something- whether you're liberal, Democrat, conservative, Republican, libertarian, communist. If the climate is being destroyed, which it is, and, you know, Stephen Hawkins uh, just issued an alarm just the other day, uh, and we see the crazy weather. It, you don't have to be a scientist to see that the, the hurricanes are becoming worse. I grew up in midtown Manhattan. It was only a few years ago that there was ever a hurricane. I, I was like, what? This has got to be a mistake. A hurricane in New York City? I mean, we're starting to see the effects of climate change right now. And it's going to, the one good thing, if we survive it, uh, is it's going to make us realize, hey, we're all in the same boat here. It doesn't See, matter I, who we are if we all die. I think we will survive it because I think the scientists and the inventors of tomorrow are green inventors. When you look at the, they're operating in a world where if, and I'm just going to say this to anyone out there who is an inventor, the money is in fixing this. And that's something that people will chase. They'll chase the money. So I just Summer, keep saying the money is in fixing solution. this. Animal agriculture is the leading cause of climate change. It's responsible for more greenhouse gases than all transportation combined. You won't get that really inconvenient truth from Al Gore. It's courtesy of the United Nations. It's the leading cause of habitat destruction, which makes it the leading cause of wildlife extinction. And the reason is you have to destroy a lot of forests to grow enough crops to feed 60 to 70 billion farm animals that we're killing every year. This is Planet Slaughterhouse. That's the answer is for us to change our ways. I got to cut in and say to the guy on Twitter, Al Gore did not invent climate change. Go to the corner. 
I will take write-ins, but no, we're not taking that one. Go to the corner. You get a timeout. Um, yeah, he had more of a hand inventing the internet than he did yeah. inventing climate change. <laughs> well, he made the laws for the internet. He did invent climate change. Shame on you. And I'm taking that down. But I, I completely agree with you. And I think that people need to find uh, greener ways. And since that's where the money leads, I think people will go there because... You know, uh, the, a capitalist society will always <laughs> seek what it needs. But what we have to do is stop people from continuing um, the current path. You've got to stop the strip mining. People complain about jobs leaving the coal industry, but the coal industry is dead. You can't look backwards. You have to look at what jobs are to come. And there is a chance now for people to make a real change. And I'm, I'm going to jump back to a previous topic really quickly to the guy that mm -hmm. wrote in. Everyone in Hollywood knew what was going on. You've heard Paul and I say it a dozen times. It didn't just happen. It's not brand new. Paul, like I said, Weinstein hit on me. Like everyone in Hollywood, if you're a woman in Hollywood, it happened. It didn't maybe happen. It happened. Sorry, I had to, I had to respond to that. It, it isn't new. Hollywood didn't just happen. This didn't just explode. We protected no. Cosby for years. We yeah, had we, I don't kids. know what what is it with these men wanting to masturbate in front of women? That's what I, I, I just asked don't get that, that earlier. I don't get that. Yeah, uh, don't you want a woman to do that break. for you? I mean, seriously. Yeah. That, that was that was Paul's comment during the break. Is he said why that? But it's hey, a yeah. It's it's really apparently it crosses trip. across you know party lines and <laughs> businesses and everything. Yep. It's like this seems oh, to yeah. be the perversion de jour. It's like why I don't get I, I it's so. It's so bizarre it's a to me. Um, it's it's inflicting yourself on someone else. It is a mental. It, it is, and I hate to say a mental form of rape because I've heard that phrase abused so many times. But uh, it is. Forced. We need to find a new word. So it's. We more do. Open. You know what? It yeah. just occurred to me what it is. I just. It just. It just hit me. It's that in their minds they think it's okay because they're not doing it to the woman. They're doing it on themselves. Therefore, if the women it's are observing. Fine. There's no way they can accuse him of anything because, well, yeah. I'm just touching myself. And yeah, I'm not that, saying that, that that's Louis, all that happened. That was but in those cases, argument, but, yeah. you have to yeah. think like an addict. You have to think like an addict because this is, I believe, sex addiction. I've got to go with Dr. Phil. He called bullshit on it being sex addiction. He mm. said a sex addict will destroy their life. A person that does this then apologizes is not an addict. They are just a person that did it because they could get away with it. They're just a dick. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, they're, they're just no, a dick. I, I, I think, think you I might think be right. I, I haven't sat around, you know, with my thinking cap on about this. I'm too shocked. I just read one more article after the next, and I'm like, what? Yeah, they're more I'm coming too? every freaking every, day. Sunlight's I, a really good disinfectant, and wow, is it bright out here Bill, right now. Bill Dunham, uh, Dun, Dunham, Jeff Dunham's yeah. coming next. I'm telling you, Jeff, Jeff, I got, I personally had an issue with an A-lister, and the minute... I'm under contract. I'm not allowed to say anything. But the minute it is public knowledge, I can and I will. Um, well, it's funny because my girlfriend said, uh, and she's not, she's in, she's sort of in the business, but not really. And um, she's very beautiful. And she said, uh, oh, oh, so many guys in Hollywood are just quaking in their boots. This was right after the Weinstein broke. Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, really? You think so? And she said, I know so. So I think she has probably a better handle on, you know, a better insight into it than I did. She said, oh, yeah, they're all because 
how many of them are there out there? And she was so right. Look, one after the other, after the other, after the other, every day, every day, every couple of hours. And it's going to keep coming. I think what scares me most, though, is I I, I said this before. I'm furious at Gwyneth Paltrow, and I'm furious at the women who could have done something and didn't. Every time I had a chance to step in, I did, but I didn't have the power she did. And so I, I get really pissed at these women that didn't say a word. Um, I don't not know. Because Honestly, they were victimized, I, I, but it's had hard the power to, to judge without being in their shoes. I mean, these are very powerful I was, men, I and we heard that Harvey shoes. Weinstein would blackball yeah, we, we, women if they, you know. I mean, in other words, but, the whole system well, is rigged we, to crush these women. Who I, I was in their shoes. I yeah, was we, in we, their shoes. We made the the point about Gwyneth Paltrow that I can understand how in 1999 Gwyneth Paltrow would keep her mouth shut, but a 2004. Not really many excuses. She was an A-lister at that point. You know, you know how, uh, how fragile A-listers are? Everybody thinks that somehow people who are in front of the camera are powerful, and they, they're puppets of the people behind the camera. That's why the most powerful people in Hollywood are not in front of the camera. They're behind the camera. And the few that are in front of the camera are ones who also direct and produce, so they're basically playing both parts. But I can tell you from being on camera for 40 years that there's very little power that comes with it, very little. And that's one of the big, like, I think, misconceptions of... I, I agree with Hollywood. you, but if I knew, my boss warned me never to work with Cosby. Um, I warned Alexis about, uh, about 30 men, and none of them have been the ones that are brought up yet. They will be, but they're, they're men that haven't been brought up yet. This isn't a secret. And the fact that it's still happening and people are still surprised is awful. We have about three minutes to a close, so I'm going to spit this out really quickly. But if this is what's going on in Hollywood, that girl working at the factory who doesn't speak English and is being tormented by her supervisor is in an even worse position. It's, it's not just Hollywood. It's everywhere. And that's what's so horrific. So I, I keep giving the shout out. And I'm going to say to everyone, Hollywood and Highland... 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Me Too is doing a march. I'm going to be there. Paul's going to be there. Um, I'm going to try and talk Jane into coming if she's around. Uh, <laughs> well, to- I want to tell you something uh, very quickly that I'm doing uh, with Moby at Pollution Studios uh, tomorrow. And um, unfortunately, there's a bit of a time conflict, but we're starting a proposition that's called... Um, Stop Cruelty in California, and it's going to be on the ballot in 2018, and it will prevent any confined animals from being sold as meat or dairy products in California. It's going to change the entire landscape, and we're kicking it off with Moby tomorrow. So we're all Mm. doing the same thing. We're trying to speak for the voiceless Mm -hmm. and the powerless. uh, Tomorrow, uh, where can people come? What is it? Is there any way um, they can get this out? Absolutely. It's... uh, Moby at Pollution Studios. We are uh, kicking it off with the Humane Society of the United States, and uh, we're going to raise, uh, we're going to collect 600,000 signatures, and uh, it's basically uh, to stop cruelty in California. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign, I'll sign yeah, that. I'll I'm sign a meat that. eater, and yeah, I'm a meat I've, eater. So, so Paul will sign that. I'll sign that. Um, that's or tomorrow. It, um, that's tomorrow, guys. Sunday's the Me Too March. Uh, if you are interested, go watch Jane Unchained. You can find her, uh, Jane Velez Mitchell, on Twitter, on Facebook. Jane, is there anything you want to say before we wrap up? I just want to say that um, the, the 
the good part about the horror that's happened in this past year politically is that people are waking up and they are realizing that if they don't wake up, if they don't speak up, if they don't march, if they don't vote, and if they don't basically um, stand up for, for themselves, they're going to be walked over. And so I think a lot of women who are rising up now are finding their voice because they see the consequences of, for example, not voting uh, and not voting for their self-interest. Um, and so, you know, I think that we're going to see a huge change in the 2018 election. I urge everyone. I know several candidates that I'm supporting that Jane Unchained has endorsed. Uh, we're endorsing uh, Antonio Villaraigosa for governor. I'm en- uh, endorsing a woman named Laura Oatman who's running against uh, Dana Rohrbacher in Orange County. Um, we, we have to stand up. We've got to vote. We've got we've to be activists. We can't just sit around and expect our democracy to survive. It takes work. I like that. Guys, you have a voice. Use it or lose it. Um, Jane, thank you so much for being on the show. If you'll tell me, if you'll send me a link to the candidates that you're looking at, I'll put those out online um, because I know I tend to vote the direction you do. So that's an easy one. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Summer Helene. We were on with the incredible Jane Velez Mitchell. Of course, thank you to my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin. We'll be back next week uh, talking about all kinds of Hollywood stuff. And I think the, the show is how to fuck like a porn stocks. That's the following week. All right. I, I don't know. Alexis will tell me. It's something like that. But please, if you see that on 2018 on your ballot, I'm voting for it. Paul's voting for it. You should vote for it too. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.